Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the magic and science of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring the science of consciousness, spirituality, and healing. With the refinement of technology and instrumentation, our world is shrinking and time becoming compressed. Simultaneously, we are also expanding towards unity consciousness. As spirituality and science evolve, they are increasingly finding common ground at the quantum mechanical level of life, where the spiritual side of science and the scientific side of spirituality are emerging. As our world shrinks, we are experiencing the growing pains of becoming a global community. This is creating rapidly shifting perspectives and realities, while many a sacred cow bites the dust. As practices, cultures, religions, and realities converge, we're confronted with a choice. Lock down on segregated dogmatic viewpoints or blend information for an expanded truth. We must discern what and who to embrace as each practice or culture has a part of the truth combined with giant leaps of illogic, misconceptions, and dogma. We're being reorganized on a very deep level. The process is creating a common denominator reality that will make or break our future. With us to explore this very important topic is Dr. Marilyn Rosner, the founder, president of the Spiritual Science Fellowship and vice president and co-founder of the International Institute of Integral Human Sciences. She's a retired professor of special care counseling at the Vayner College in Montreal and has served on the faculties of McGill and Concordia Universities. Dr. Marilyn is an award-winning children's behavioral therapist and an interfaith minister, a world-renowned intuitive and visionary. She shared her magnificent gifts of the spirit throughout the world and is known for her uplifting messages from the spiritual world. Her website is iiihs.org. Marilyn, thanks so much for joining us on The Science of Magic. Thank you for the opportunity. So what is the International Institute of Integral Human Sciences. Well, actually, my husband uh, was the main founder of this uh, 42 years ago, and the idea was to bring people together from 
all walk of all walks of life to try to incorporate science, mysticism, consciousness, etc. And in fact, at our first international conference, which was in 1976, held at Concordia University, where he was a full-time professor and in charge of the Department of Religion, there were over 10,000 people who came to the university. The univer- it was sponsored by Concordia University, and uh, all the speakers came at their own expense, and it was really an amazing experience. And at that time, as you can imagine, Wilda, um, this field, you know, was not very known. It was certainly not very open. The people were not very open. In fact, we invited every single priest, rabbi, minister, doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist, and one retired Roman Catholic priest came, and one retired Jewish rabbi came, and hardly any psychiatrist. <laughs> so and shows you how far we've come. And from that, uh, you know, we've gone throughout the world uh, sharing this understanding of trying to bring together wisdom, science, and spirituality. And so this year, we'll have our 42nd international conference, and this year we've called it Ancient Wisdom, Science, and Spirituality. So really, when we first began, uh, the leading scientists, quantum physicists, they all gathered. In fact, at our first congress, Dr. Hans Selye was here people like Marshall McLuhan, Raymond Moody, those kinds of people who really were breaking ground, so to speak. Now I think the ground has been broken, and now, as the introduction said, we have to see what we can do with what is happening, because all kinds of things are happening. You know, people using this kind of phenomena to frighten others, others using this kind of phenomena to encourage others. So we have to be able to discern what is real, what is not real, what is positive, what do we have to be careful about. We're going to have to take a commercial break. Marilyn and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Our current episodes are aired daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. In service to our listeners, prior innovative episodes can always be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. The Science of Magic is produced by Relmar McConnell. Media Company, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. 
Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a Southern Flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Dr. Marilyn Rossner. Her website, iiihs.org. Marilyn, where are you? you're members of the um, International Institute of Integral Human Sciences. Where all do they come from? I mean, you've been around a long time. How many members do you have and where do they come from? Well, the people come from literally all over the world, and we've held conferences in India. I go to Sri Lanka every year. Um, throughout the world, I've been to China. I mean, everywhere, really. Um, and the p- members are from all over the world as well. At our international conferences, which this year will be held in August, uh, we will have people from almost every country in the world. Uh, wow. People who are really interested in looking at the frontiers of consciousness. So, of course, one of my favorite subjects, we're blending science and magic here, yes? Right. Well, I mean, we can ask ourselves, what is magic? I mean, any good intuitive, any good medium, I think any good doctor, any good therapist has to be a magician. Absolutely. (laughs) Really. But I mean, like this year, we're going to have people like uh, Patch Adams, you know, and Raymond. Oh, he's wonderful. I I know Patch. Yeah. Yeah, he's come a few times. And uh, Raymond Moody. Raymond Moody has been to uh, 41 of our 42 conferences. And we'll have people like Eben Alexander. And we'll have this Dr. Osmanovich, who's looking at crop circles and um, historians. And, of course, we also have musicians and artists. And how many involved. how many speakers how many, do you have? Sixty. Wow, we have sixty speakers. What your first conference? How many did you have then? Do you remember? Ten thousand. Now I remember because it. No, I was history. talking speakers. Oh, speakers about sixty. We've had about sixty each year. Wow, amazing! So, what's the Spiritual Science Fellowship? The Spiritual Science Fellowship is something that I mainly piloted. Uh, to it's an interfaith spiritual community where I train people to develop their gifts of mediumship, healing, uh, we do yoga, and, and my, one of my main interests is really looking at life after death, because from the time I was a very young child, I began to see into the spirit world, and I always saw into the spirit world and became fascinated with why people are so afraid, and people in those days, and some of them still do now, they use the word magic in a very negative way, oh, that's magic, you mustn't do that. And so I thought, along with my husband, that it would be good to be able to bring people together from the different traditions. So every Sunday night we have an interfaith service with prayer. With some Sunday you might have um, a, a Sufi mystic, you might have a rabbi, you might have a Christian priest or a spiritualist or a yogi. But at all of our services we have what we call spirit communication. 
and to help people understand that spirit communication is natural. I mean, we're all getting ready to die. As we say in yoga, which is a large part of my training, um, every step is one step closer to going into the other world. And in the other world, Gwilda, we're not asked, did you go to this church, did you go to that temple, but what have you done for humanity? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to help people awaken and develop their own abilities. And so far, I have found every person has some ability, whether it's basic gifts of mental mediumship, like clairvoyance, clairaudience, whether it's trance, whether it's inspirational speaking, but everyone has a gift. And I have also found that once people can awaken their gifts, there's a burst of creativity which comes forth as well, which is like the magic of being, the magic of living. It's amazing, isn't it? So uh, what do you think? What do you, isn't the gift, doesn't that help us hook up to where everything unites and therefore the unity of all things? Well, that's the whole point. You know, as I say, the truth is one, the paths are many. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Because you see, as you know, we are not the body, we're not the mind. We are an, an innate being. We are spirit. And our spirit lives in this body, and we have a powerful mind with which we can create. So if we can go beyond just looking at the physical and go into the intuitive level of consciousness, then we can become aware of what is true, what is not true. You know, we're talking now um, in your place, my place, and there are about 56 wars going on now, innocent children being murdered. You know, every year for the last 20 years, I go to Africa for a couple of months, and I work, try to raise funds, and I work with nine different agencies. Um And, I mean, children are born on the streets, dying on the streets, and none of that is necessary because there's enough for everybody. But if everyone can learn to look into the other world and we realize that when we die there is no death, we have to face who we are, we have to face what we have done because we go into the other world with our character, with our personality, then war will be no war, no more. And you know what, Gwilda, I've had a vision. I've had a clear vision And I saw people from every continent rising up together and saying, war no more. And the spirit world has told me that 2017 and 2018, these two years, are crucial years in going from, as we say in yoga in our Sanskrit prayer, going from the darkness into the light. That is the times we're, yeah, that's the times we're in, isn't it? It's the moving... Yeah, some traditions call it moving from the fourth world into the fifth. Some call it from going from the dark to the light. Some call it, you know, the the, the revelation. There's all sorts it's, of different it's ways. It's all the same thing. It's, and, and it's yeah, it's been prophesized. Using, it's been prophesized by every nationality. Sure. And here we are. And here we are. And so it's a very exciting time. But it's also a time when people are using, by the word, by the way, the word magic in a very negative way. People are using this whole idea of spiritual change in in a very frightening way saying that you know the world is coming to an end and there's no way out other than uh, nuclear devastation and spirit has said that that is definitely not true well you know um I, I think, don't you, that we are kind of at a precipice and we have the responsibility as to where we end up we're standing at the edge of a second Copernican revolution And if we go back and look at what happened at around 1848, it was at that time that there was an attempt to do what we're doing now. That was the beginning of the Baal Shem Tov, you know, the Kabbalistic teachings. Uh, Some of the yogis came over, uh, some of the metaphysicians, um, some of the uh, uh, native people. But and then what happened? people became afraid, and so a lot of this went into hiding. That yeah, fear takes they... care of it, doesn't it? Fear stops That's all right. things. But so what's, this, what's, uh, the, what's, the purpose this, of you, what's the purpose of uniting faiths? Well, we don't unite. We have to respect. Truth, truth is one, paths are many. So what we're uniting is the idea to respect one another, to love one another. So, I mean, the Jews or the Christians, it's not going to become one faith, but it's to be able to respect all the faiths. Because many horses, one destination. That's right. If we can go to the mystical teachings of all the faiths, Gwilda, it's really all the same. 
That's been my experience, yes. And, and here we are fighting wars over, over what we see as differences. That's right. And I hope that you and other people who are listening will be able to come to our conference. You'll see one of the greatest Sufi mystics speaking in the same section as a very Orthodox Jewish rabbi. And, I mean, that's what it's all about, because the truth is one, but it's said in different ways. And But I, I'm very hopeful that we're we're really, really at the edge of a second Copernican revolution. What Spirit has told me, and actually the writings of many of the mediums, especially Alan Kardec, he said in the writing 1848-1850 that the people will not be willing to stand up. But Spirit has said this time we're not going to fall. There will not be a fall like the fall of Atlantis. This time we're going to do it. So tell me about the fall of Atlantis. Um, we've got all sorts of myths and legends of various falls, and we talk about the fall from the garden. How does this all fit in here? Well, it's all, you know, it's the same story, but said in different ways, and history repeats itself. You know, we go from, you know, trying, learning, and getting to a certain point, and then people becoming afraid and sort of stepping back. That's really what it's all about. Uh, but we have to be willing to stand up for the truth and not to go into the realm of fear, because especially when we have moved into the fifth uh, fifth energy field, which you referred to, you said it a little bit differently before, we've moved into the fifth space, the, the fifth sphere, the fifth loka. In this loka sphere, level of consciousness, the veil between worlds is very, very, very thin. So we're going to be able to go easily from one realm to another, from one world to another. And as we see, sense, hear, feel into the other worlds, then their people will have, I mean, they'll have a choice, but they will become awakened and realize that wars are not the answer. Do you think that these cycles that we go through from darkness and fear into times where we have an opportunity for enlightenment, do you think they're related to the cycles of the ages and where the sun is in, in the universe, galaxy at any given time? Yes, I do. Everything is related. I mean, if you just take it in a very simplistic way, look at the number seven. Seven basic chakras in our auric field. And the seven that's related to seven basic colors, seven basic sounds, seven bodies of water, uh, seven continents, everything is related. So the seven is also the seven sacred directions, north, south, east, yes. west, up, down, and center. And that's right. practiced by the Celtic shaman uh, as yes. well as the Native American. I mean, you know, continent Very to continent. What, what is it with the number seven? Well, seven, you know, Jesus says, in my Father's house there are many mansions. If we're not so, I would not have told you. Those mansions are, the seven are the seven lokas, the seven spheres. Or in the Jewish tradition, we say the seven Gehenims or Gennadims, the seven heavens and the seven hells. The seven levels, you know, so above, so below, so below, so above. So there are the seven planes of consciousness. So that's why seven is so significant. But you know, I've, significance to every number, really. Yes, of course. You know, I've, there's a dilemma I'm kind of dancing with here. But can, how can, with all this, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy we're looking at and, and evolution, how can we explain the, the terrorist attacks, you know, just even yesterday in the United Kingdom? Where does yeah. that fit into the, into the realm of things? Oh, What's happening? Very, very much so. You see, when we die, the heavens and the hells, I, you know, last week I was um, in another nation, I gave a talk, my talk was called Life, Death, Judgment, Heaven and Hell. We can go into the higher worlds, we can go into the lower worlds according to how we have lived, according to what we are doing in accordance with our purpose here on the earth. So because the 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 uh, veil is so thin and there are a lot of lost souls people who murder people who plunder people who steal you know uh, suicide a lot of these souls do not even know that they are dead and so they are wandering the earth plane and when people have unexpressed emotion when people feel unworthy when people are afraid they think they're going to go to hell and burn in some hell so they think, what's the difference? I might as well do it now. So that's what anyone who is committing any kind of terrorism, it's not because they were born to do this, but their souls are still souls. But the mind and the emotion. So 
So we have to get to that level. That's what this is all about. So you thinking that disembodied spirits are causing people that are alive to create terrorism? Many lost souls are around and they are often influencing people who've been involved with drugs, with a lot of alcohol, people who have gone through abuse. Look, you know, I've done a lot of work in something which I call ancestral and generational memories. Well, we're going to have to pick up with that subject on the other side of a break. Marilyn and I will return to our discussion. So don't you dare go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, 
the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Dr. Marilyn Rossner. Her website, iiihs.org. Marilyn, we were getting into something that is, is, is kind of got me confused, so if you'd help clarify. Were you telling me that all the terrorist acts and the murders and all this stuff is going on, through people that are possessed by uh, disembodied no. spirits? No, 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 no. Certainly not all. But there are many people who have gone through abuse, or there has been abuse, murder, war, suicide um, in their heritage. And there is something which, you see, energy can never be destroyed. So there is something that we call, like it goes through a timeline I have found in my research with uh, children, adolescents, and also many, many adults, that very often if there has been murder in a war, that two, three, four generations later, people are going to have a, a lot of unexpressed emotion, and they don't know where it's coming from, a lot of unexpressed anger. Maybe their parents, their grandparents have been very you know, wonderful people, provided good family or healthy family situation, but yet... You sometimes see people with this anger, and they don't know what to do with it. And so these people are prone to picking up all kinds of impressions from other worlds, other levels of consciousness. There are lost souls, but the lost souls are not trying to hurt anybody. But if we are not congruent, body, mind, and soul, if we do not have a strong auric field, we are often influenced by all kinds of other energies, Those energies can be from people who died. They can be just from confusion that's going on. You know, when... So let me me stop you here for a second. Um, So it sounds to me like you're talking about it's coming from within and without. Is it a DNA issue? It's coming from within. It's coming from genetic memories. And it's also coming from... Because we're all connected, as we said before, we're all one. I mean, the only difference between you and me is we're in different bodies, but we're all one. Our souls are all connected. So if, so, we're, if we're going to get practical here, um, if that's the case, is it hopeless out there? Are we, are no, we just subject I to this? Have what do we do? No, 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 no. I've discovered two keys, two keys to break out of, in fact, just last week, and I taught a different course on dealing with ancestral and generational memories. Um, you see, there are two keys to break out of that. I, before I answer that question... We know, you know, we all know, that in some families, generation after generation, there are suicides. Generation after generation, certain addictions. Different generations, extreme poverty. Other generations, children who die when they're very young. Now, what is that all about? What that is all about is, is that this thought form go, passes down because we can't destroy, the energy's not destroyed. So the keys to break out of it are, number one, Whatever happened did not happen because of me. You know, I've been teaching behavioral programs, hospitals, etc., etc., and beautiful, innocent children, so lovely, and they want to kill, and they want to uh, take knives and throw them at people. And where does it come from? It didn't come from their parents or their grandparents, but often, if I go back four or five generations ago, there was someone in that heritage who was murdered, so is this is this speaking like, you know, they say the sins of the fathers shall visit the children to the seventh generation? Is this That's what you're correct. looking at? That's correct. But we can break out of it. And it's not that God says or a creator says this is what must happen. It's in our energy field. It's in our sphere. So we, we can break out of it. 
we can break out of it the two keys I repeat. Whatever happened, so if I was hurt, if I was traumatized, etc., it didn't happen to me because I was bad or because I was deserving. And the second key is the abuse that happened or the tragedy or being left alone. Uh, I can't think of it as it happened, it was caused by my family, but I want to say that it was caused by a person who also suffered. You know, many, many, many years ago, there was a psychiatrist who did work, uh, children who killed, and it was fascinating, the work that she uncovered and how we can break out of it. I mean, innocent children so want to you, kill people. You're talking about breaking out of it. I don't get what's breaking it. Uh, or just reframing, the way, you, re- reframing the way you're thinking or what? Yeah, well, what, that's a very good question. What's breaking it is to realize that I'm not responsible for what happened to me. Someone abused me, not because I was bad. Also, to break out of this, to understand what the people... No one murders unless they've been murdered, no, unless it's in their heritage. No one kills unless they've been killed. I mean, no one does, No one abuses unless they've gone... Unless abuse is but, in their but heritage. But how, how is that different than blaming someone else for it? If you're saying it's not because of me, it's because of what happened to me. Where does taking response... I know there's a dance between guilt and responsibility here. How do you find that fine line? No, we have to take, we take the responsibility because we realize it didn't happen because of me. Therefore, I am responsible to stand up and be who I've really come to this earth to be. And how do you find that? Well, it's not very hard to do. There are techniques to learn how to do that, actually. Going into the altered state of consciousness and almost like uh, sort of um, uh, vividly looking at yourself, going from one plane of consciousness to another plane of consciousness, from one behavior to another behavior. So if we're just talking our average people that don't necessarily have a more esoteric spiritual practice, what does that look like? It's, it's actually, it can happen. It, most of the people I work with are just ordinary people who don't have an esoteric background. And I have not found anyone yet that doesn't respond. Because if we can help a person go into an, a relaxed state, you can use different terms, and help them see, and everyone can learn how to inwardly see and sense and hear, then they can change. You know, it's almost like lucid dreaming, lucid remembering what happened, and being able to sort of step out of one door going into another door. What's that look like mentally, if we're just talking neurologically? What's that look like? What are you doing there? Well, what we're doing is going into that, you know, brainwave frequency alpha state and Mm -hmm. being able to change, having more control over who we are, over what we are, over how we think. Do we go from alpha then into theta? Alpha, alpha, low alpha and high theta. Yes. And that gives us a tool. See, people need tools. Absolutely. And we've, we've, we've just about eradicated most of them, haven't we? We need the people need the tools and we have those tools. We can learn how to do deep breathing. We can learn how to do self-relaxation. So the deep, the deep breathing, um, how does that affect us neurologically? Very much so. Very much so. You know, Benson did this research maybe 50 years ago, uh, learning how to go into the altered state of consciousness. And what happens in that altered state, then we feel that inner peace. And then eventually we feel that inner peace. We bring it into the outside world. And literally everyone can learn how to do that. So would you mind kind of walking us through it? How do you do that? Okay. Uh, Of course, from a yoga perspective doing in like inhale deeply exhale different breathing exercises i use a lot of the alternate nostril breathing exercise i use what we call the kapalabhati the um uh, well it's called shining skull learning how to breathe deeply and quickly to be able to cleanse uh, the energy around and once we're in that state we feel very relaxed actually it's exactly like what we feel like when we're falling asleep which, mm, okay. by the way, is exactly what it feels like to die. Yeah. So what's, what's, what's the physiology behind that? Um, you know, the breathing, the breath, the breathing into different places. I mean, it's an ancient practice. What goes okay. on phys- with, our, with our body around it? How does that work? Well, that's an ancient, I mean, the yoga practice is a very ancient practice, as you've already said. Well, what happens is, is that we are, we've changed the brainwave frequencies. Once we change the brainwave frequencies, we have the control over our physical body. You know, in behavior modification, which is one of my specialties, um, 
we learn that there are outer senses, obviously, but we also have inner senses. And that has been researched for years and years and years. Yeah, it does. And how, how does it relate to modern science? I'm just trying to try to tie the two together because I'm, I'm aware it's effective. I'm just trying to figure out why. It is modern science. Not how does it relate. It is part of modern science. Mm-hmm. Quantum physicists are doing this now. Uh, cognitive behavior therapists have been doing this for years and years and years. It is modern science. Transpersonal therapists are doing this. Just because fact, it's being used in modern, I, I understand it's being used in modern science. What I'm asking is, how, what's the physiology behind it? How does it work? So how does changing my breath change my brain waves? Oh, it does. Once you change your breath, your brain waves change. Why? It, it, well, because... Because it's all connected, of course. Once you change your breath, once you go from beta to alpha, your brain waves have changed. So you see, the breath is the last part. The physical change is the last part. We go from the intuitive, the thought level, down to this level. Nothing can happen on the physical body unless it's in the ethereal body first. So, so how do we get to the ethereal body from, from this? Through the well, so many different techniques, using music, uh, metronome, uh, mantras, repetition of the holy word, of any word that's comfortable for the person, uh, and that will change the physiology. It's really all so connected. Okay. And by the way, we're not only changing the physiology. When we're doing these breathing exercises, we're working on the whole anabolic process. On the whole what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. The anabolic, you know, the the growth process. People have the idea that at age 40, you have to start going down the hill and you're going to get older. Who said that? Nobody knows that that's not true. So these practices can de-age you? Is that what you're saying? Well, they can make you feel who you're supposed to be, young and vibrant, etc. When you say de-age you, I mean, they, they slow down the process of getting older. How does it do that? Well, how does it do that? Because if we stay in an inner... Look, when we, you know, uh, St. Paul tells us to be in the world but not of the world. What does that really mean? To be in this world and from a cognitive behavioral world to do what is called in behavior therapy, stop talk, stop think, be able to go into that relaxed state. If we go into that relaxed state... We're not going to be anxious. We're not going to have all these psychosomatic illnesses. So the relaxed state is not a mental state? We were just talking brainwaves. It is a mental state. It is a physical state. It is a physical. It's a complete state. When we are sleeping, what is happening? Our body is at rest, but our spirit is out of the body, and it is alive in the other world. When we wake up in the morning, our spirit is coming back into this world. And so what happens? When we're out of the body, healing can take place within the body. (laughs) Get us out of there and and, then it goes back to balance. What is the other world? The other world is the spirit world. The other world is where we're all going to go one day when we take our last breath. And the other world is made up of different energy spheres. Different energy spheres? Yes, different locus, different levels of consciousness. Some of the worlds are more subtle, some are less subtle. So there's different... Go ahead. Yes, there's different worlds, different worlds. And we don't always stay in the same world. When we die, we're going to go somewhere. We don't go up, we don't go down, because the spirit worlds are right around us. It's time to take a break. Marilyn and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric working to create common ground for the betterment of our world, thescienceofmagic.net.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world, I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. 
Again, our guest this hour is Dr. Marilyn Rossner. Her website is iiihs.org. Marilyn, it seems like we were talking, there's a, a great deal of upheaval in the world. Um, how do you think that we can move beyond this? I mean, we're, we, it looks like we have an opportunity to evolve. How do you think we can move beyond it in mass and do exactly that? We are moving beyond it because um, what is about to happen is all the confusion, all the trauma, all that which is not of the light, it's becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. And that is about to create like a burst of energy within every human being. So people are going to say, I feel a responsibility to do something to make this world a better place. And you know what? I am sure we're just about there. We can hope, right? Well, I'm sure, because I had a vision from spirit. It's like we're at this crossroads. We're going from, you know, the darkness into the light, and we are, and we are going to do it. We are going to make it. How can ancient wisdom and modern science come together and help at this time? It is coming together. It is coming together because ancient wisdom, I mean, taught all of this. The mystical Christians, the Mahayana Buddhists, the Sufis, they, they taught all of this. And that is really what's happening right now. And if we look at quantum physics and we look at uh, all these people who are doing this research with out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences, etc., it's all happening right now. Maybe Patch Adams has the, has the answer just to laugh and, and make yourself happy and become like a clown. You know, he'll be one of our conference speakers. Yes, that's always, what she said. He's a he character. He always makes everybody, and that's his solution. You know, I've been to the former Soviet Union with him, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, just, you know, just kind of smile and laugh. When you ask that question, I, you know, I've done most of my work with children with special needs. And I think of those beautiful Down syndrome children, children labeled autistic, etc. And these children, no matter what's happening in the outside world, they're kind of these little Down syndrome children. They're laughing, they're playing, they're in their own worlds. And yes, they that's are. What the answer is. And we why? Have to why go do you back think? Within. Why do you think so many um, special needs children are being born at this time? If we're supposed to be well, evolving. Well, I want to tell you something. You've asked a question which touches me at a very deep level because of my dedication to this field. Special needs children are often the most highly evolved souls, and they have come to this earth this way as a sacrifice so that we could know the truth. We could know that life goes on after the change called death. You know, I spent a lot of time working with Mother Teresa, and uh, the work we did, the work I saw her do, Uh, with the dying children, with the people on the streets. We talked a lot about this. And as she would say, we have to learn to look at everybody, not from the body outside, but their real soul. And so when we think more of these children are coming to the earth, it's not exactly so. There have always been children like this in this field, uh, but more people are are recognizing them more. You know, there's a big controversy now about autism. Uh, Some people are saying that every... 65th child is autistic depends what you call autistic or etc yeah it's amazing how the facts change when our definitions do isn't that the truth but so these children are not to be pitied these children are to be looked upon as you know my husband i think put it well one time in our trip to africa one of our trips to africa when he saw these children all gathered together hundreds of them he said you know marilyn He said, these children are the modern saints and sages of our time, and people don't know it. Yeah, it's just amazing to see. I I, I really love special needs kids. They're so pure of heart. I'm glad about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen some pictures of you with some pretty impressive people, Pope John Paul, Mother Teresa, the Dalai Lama. Would you mind telling us about your association with them? Yes. uh, Father John, my husband, um, he's now in the heaven world, has been for a couple of years. Uh, he was the one who was responsible to bring the Dalai Lama into Canada when he did, you know, many, many years ago. At that time, it was difficult to get uh, to get him accepted here. So anyways, he worked hard with the government, etc., and we have him here. And uh, with Mother Teresa, I worked with her eight different times, and um, I did a lot with especially the children. And uh, the Pope, uh, Pope John Paul II, well, I've done many, many years of volunteer work in the former Soviet Union, and um, then we were invited. I was with a Catholic nun at that time, 
And we were invited to the Vatican, and he blessed us, and it was a very special experience for me. Very nice. So what do you see as the new science of consciousness and healing? The new science of consciousness is what has really been happening from the beginning of time. We're just kind of catching up to what was. You see, we've lost the way. You know, we've thought that war and power and, and all this fame, this is what's going to do it. So we're going back home. That's really what's happening. So Why did we lose it? Well, we lost it because we, got, we forgot who we were. You see, we, most people don't know who they are. Only when you know who you are, you know you're not going to kill somebody. You're not going to steal from someone. So we've lost it because we got so involved with the mind, with the emotions, we forgot who we are. And so now that's why there's such a tremendous emphasis now on mysticism, on shamanism, on so many different, you know, tai chi, yoga, etc. But it's all to do what? To get out of the mind, to get the mind out of the way and to go and become that one that we really are. What does consciousness have to do with healing, physical healing? Very good question. Uh, well, physical healing, <clears throat> there are different kinds of healing, but I mean, when you're talking about physical healing, you could be talking about a disease, you could be talking about uh, someone who's did, maybe 50, 60, 70% of all illnesses are psychosomatic in origin. So again, we have to go back to the mind. But we come to Earth with certain tendencies, and at different times, certain conditions might pop up. But if we realize that those conditions are not us, in other words, that is not us. We are here. We're, we're on a mission here. We left our heavenly home, Wilda, to come here for a purpose. And then when it's over, we're going to, back, we're going to go back home. This world is not the real world. What's made this world? You say it's not real. What what makes this world? What holds it together? Well, the, the energy, I mean, holds it together. It, it's, a, it's a level of consciousness. So it's not what holds the world together. It's a different level of consciousness. It's a, what we call a heavy, a more gross level of consciousness. That's what holds it together. And so we hold it together. We hold it together. By participating. Yeah, for sure. And we selected to participate. No one pushed us down here. No child who's born is an accident. Our souls selected our biological families and our spiritual families, and our souls knew what we would experience when we entered into the womb of our mother. So, we, you know, we have, um, all of us have a, a bit of a responsibility, um, I, in my opinion, to change the consciousness, to change the level of consciousness, because it's created by the common denominator consciousness. Right. So what advice do you have for the common person to become part of the solution rather than part of the problem that's holding the old Very consciousness good. in place? I think uh, I'm going to say what the Dalai Lama said. He said, if you want to bring peace, be peace. We say that in yoga. If you want to change something, you change. In other words, as we are inwardly, that's how we will affect the outward. How can we dance that fine line between change and denial? You know, we can go, I'm peace, I am peace, I am peace, and have hate in our heart and just be in denial of it. How can, how can we process that out enough to be peace? Because if we are peace, then we'll be filled with divine love and light and joy, and that no matter where we go, no matter what we do, we will be able to share that divinity. How do we, we what's the first the step? Was, I know we affect the outside. What's the first step an individual can take to finding that peace, to becoming that peace? To learn how to relax consciously. So it goes to back able, to meditation. It goes back to stilling the mind and not being affected by what's happening in the outside world. Mm. And only at that time can we become peace, and only then can we positively influence the outside world. So you speak of reintegrating into the inner spiritual and the outer material of life of human beings. What do you mean by that? Well, when we are, it's so within, so without, you know, above, below, below, above. So when we are at peace, then we affect the others around us. And we affect the, the whole structure, the outside structure. Because see, the, the outside structure is not us. That's the point. We have to realize that we are not that structure. We are like living in the house. We're living in the body, which is our house. We're living in a building, which is another house. We're living in the earth, which is another house. But none of these houses 
can change who we really are. So the key is always go back and know, who am I? You know, as you, as you, you say, reintegrate, do you think we've been integrated in times past? Yes. When? At different, at different times, we are more integrated. Different times, we're less integrated. You know, if we go back, as I'll go back to that period of time, about the 1850, there was a real effort to do what we're doing now. At different ages, there, there has been a period of... I mean, there have been people who've always been trying to integrate. Yeah, no, thank, thank goodness now, we keep trying, right? But the difference now is we're going to make it. That's the difference. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, that, those are words of hope, and I can't thank you enough for being on our program. Thank you, and I hope to see you and lots of people at our conference. Thank you. Our guest this hour has been Dr. Marilyn Rosner, the founder, president of the Spiritual Science Fellowship and vice president of co-founder of the International Institute of Integral Human Sciences. Her website, iiihs.org. This has been the Science of Magic. For in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints, join our email family to receive topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you embrace the whole. Searching through the night.